Hey, David. Hola. Hola. Man, it's so good to hear your voice today. I, I need to tell you and our, our our faithful listeners that I got girl mathed again. You got girl math? Yeah. Okay. So we walk into uh, a Zares and our, our Zares in our neighborhood has since like it's remodeled. So even the last time you were down here and we went in, it's very different. Um, now they have a pizza Zares? bar. Yeah, Zares. So now they have like a pizza bar beside the hot deli and all this stuff. And I'm looking at this pizza. I'm like, oh my God, that looks good. That looks like some delicious pizza. <laughs> and as one would normally say and talk when they're looking at pizza. Menacingly. I'm yeah, just like, menacingly. oh, look at that pizza. <laughs> so I'm looking at this pizza and the girl's like, it's $5 for one slice or $12 for a flat. What's a flat? A flat is a paddle of four large slices of pizza. They're all rectangles. So I go. Hold on. How many? How many? Okay. So it's a rectangle pizza. So now everyone's vision of this pizza has changed because we're all thinking circle pizzas. It's a rectangle pizza. Okay. How many slices or squares are in a full size pizza? Four. It's four big rectangles. To make a full size pizza? That is correct. Yes. Okay. So I go, okay, so I want two pieces of pizza. That's $10. But in my head, I go, $12 for the whole thing. A, the box they gave me was huge. But I'm like walking through the grocery store with this massive box because I just thought, thinking I got the deal of the century, right? Like two slices is $10, but four slices is an extra dollar a slice. Let's go. It, it turned out to be $4 a slice. <laughs> or three dollars a slice <laughs> and i'm just i'm i'm for it but my god a this pizza was delicious but b i like we're walking through the store and <laughs> my other half's just like they're practically paying you to take the pizza out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh so it wasn't just you that got girl math yeah it was, Every, it, it was bad. everyone involved everyone involved got everyone involved saw me get girl math <laughs> You know who's not going to get girl math, though? Who's that? Everyone listening to this episode of the See on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the See on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. It's a non-holiday episode. Mercury is in Gatorade, and it's cold and wet and rainy. David, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm thinking, okay, so hold on, with the pizza. Oh my god, you're still on the pizza, eh? <laughs> okay, so were they, they, if you got two slices, though, they would have charged you f- $5 per slice, though, right? Correct, yeah, so like... I would have lost money if I didn't buy four slices of pizza. Exactly. So, like, you did come out on top. I did. My belly's and full of pizza. Now, there was two of you as well, right? So, it's not like you were you were just getting a slice of pizza for yourself. You were getting a slice of pizza for you and someone else, right? She got a roaster chicken. Oh, okay. So, you got four slices for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we All were right. like, oh, this could be my lunch tomorrow. This is a great idea. And then when you have lunch tomorrow and you have cold, gross, old pizza, you're like, oh, man, this is a bad idea. No, no. Hot take, hot take. 
hot take on a cold idea. So I think there's nothing better than, and I don't know why it has to be squared or rectangular pizza, but cold, rectangular, or squared pizza just hits different. I don't know why. Maybe the cold and the shape is like something <laughs> something odd. <laughs> Can't explain it. Were you in the shower when you're thinking about this? No, but <laughs> another speaking shower of that. speaking of in the shower, I ha- I had a listener reach out to me. And they said, Sean, what were you smoking and can I have some? And then they said, You're not wrong. And they were like we 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 watched the Grinch the other day and thought the same thing. They were just like, "How long is a year there? How long does the snow take to hit the ground?" And they argued your argument about the snowflake just sitting on the ground because we clearly argue within the argument that at the beginning and the end of the movie, the snowflake is still falling. Oh it's, yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> and all I can say is like. I can't wait till next Christmas when I think of something else so stupid. Something else. Um, yeah, that's all right, though. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's all I can think about when I watch that movie now. Well, I guess you can't watch that movie anymore. No, I cannot. You should be asking the, the the hard-hitting questions. Like what? Like, how long is a year? <laughs> yeah. Is the, it, no, is I'll, the I'll watch flat? Oh, man. Flat Earthers probably really hate that movie. They're like, where's that snowflake even dropping? <laughs> it's not possible. Does it just rebound off the ground? Tell me. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, what did you get up to this last week? <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you. We, um, it's funny. We play an Ultimate Frisbee League on Sundays. And our, our league convener, for whatever reason, screwed it up. And had our finals a week earlier than the end of the schedule and scheduled everybody for friendly games, quote unquote, because he assumed that players would not come to the games on this previous weekend. Which is a terrible assumption because we had a full roster and so did the other team. So what we did is my team's red and the other team we played was green mm-hmm. and myself and that captain got together and we decided to make ourselves a little trophy and host our very own reindeer game. So it didn't matter that the, the finals were the week previously. We just had our own little championship game for Christmas. There was a there was a group photo at the end. There was like a nice little trophy. It was so much fun. Everybody yes. had like a blast. But uh, aside from that, I. Uh, we finished the Home Alone house, which was cool. We're we're done that now. It's a it's a very intricate um, piece of Lego. I'll tell you that for sure. So now that you've finished it, like, do you feel like a empty hole in your your life? I actually feel frustration. Why? Because, because like, if I want to, like, there's not a lot of room inside the diorama or in the model, mm-hmm. so you can't really like place things where you want to. Which makes it incredibly frustrating to like pick things up and put it down. Um, I got to laugh though because like there's one light pre-built in the whole thing, and it's the furnace. And the furnace you can barely see, and the only way you can activate the furnace is if you have the kitchen level off. It's like a lot. It, it's such a, a weird space to have it in, but 
aside from that, we didn't really like I didn't really get up to much this weekend. We uh watched a few Christmas movies, just hung out. Nice. We ended up going on the longest friggin' drive ever. Not really, not as long as, you know, driving down to southwestern Ontario, but we uh you know, with with Christmas coming up, we realized that we didn't actually do any Christmas shopping. For and, each other. Well, that's that's the hardest part. It's like when you are trying to buy gifts for your significant other who you live with, and then <laughs> the only place where you can get any significant real-life shopping done, not like small-town shopping, you have to go together. Yeah. And then you're going to the same stores and all that stuff. And, and because stores don't sell, like they don't give you bags, right? I don't want to keep buying reusable bags from every store I go to, but at the same time, I don't want to carry bags around if I'm not going to, if I don't know that I'm getting something specifically, right? 100%. Yeah. So there was things that I saw that would have been good for she who shall not be named, but <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get it because it would defeat the whole surprise. And that's uh, that's one thing I pride myself on is is the surprise of uh, gift giving. But uh, we ended up going. So uh, Sean has made fun of winter in Kenora a lot. But this Me? year, <laughs> this year Never. Has, <laughs> has been pretty good. We actually haven't had a lot of snow in the last uh, month, like we're mid halfway through December and we just recently got a pretty significant dump in the snow. Well, we had planned to go to Winnipeg for uh, overnight on Saturday. And, and uh, we went to this place called uh, Eglies and it's about an hour east of Kenora. So it's uh, there's the next town over is called Dryden. It's down there. And this is a uh it's like a a lambs or a sheep skin wool shop kind of thing. And they have like farms and stuff like that. And they do like a lot of wool and and whatnot. So we uh we got a bunch of stuff there for some family members and then decided to drive to Winnipeg. Well it's an hour in the hour and a half in the opposite direction. Well, the night before we got a well, the day before we got freezing rain and then Naturally. it turned into snow. And we decided to go still because we booked a hotel and it was non-refundable, so I'm like, damn it, we're going. <laughs> we're going. Um so in this like crazy weather, we drove a almost well, I spent uh 5 hours driving in this stuff and it's you know, I like Driving down in southwest Ontario, like on the highways, like even when the weather is like really bad, there's enough cars on there that it doesn't really allow like significant ice buildup and whatnot, right? Like it can get slippery, but not to the extent where there's like, you know, six inches of ice on the highway, right? Yeah. So it was crazy because uh, the Ontario side of the, the Trans Canada Highway was. It was snowy, but not too, too bad. But then you get into Manitoba, and so it's about uh, an hour and 50 minutes from the border to Winnipeg. And that entire time, 
Uh, honestly, like I'm not like a nervous driver or anything like that. But the entire time I was so stressed out because you could just see like the glisten of the light on the highway the entire way. It was not fun. Like you, yeah, you're it's driving like the 401 and then, with a fresh rainy snow. Oh, it's brutal. Right. And like it's windy as well. So you can feel the car like sliding and stuff like that. Uh, we saw a few accidents. Actually, we just missed like a big one. Uh, and luckily it was, uh, well, luckily it was on the, the, uh, highway heading out of Winnipeg. So it's the, the highway's like twin. So there's like two lanes going one way, two lanes going the other way. And there's like a 500 meter division between the two. Right. So we're driving by and there was a transport truck that was jackknifed covering both lanes, but like the, the, what the engine, what's the, the front part of a truck called? <laughs> The actual truck? The truck part? Not the truck. Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Not the truck. <laughs> I was oh thinking of trains. Gosh. I was thinking of trains. Um, yeah. So the truck part was actually like off on the ditch, right? So it couldn't actually move because it didn't have any leverage of that. So they they blocked the highway for like four, four or five hours heading out of Winnipeg. And so we missed that. But man, it is hard to go Christmas shopping when you when you haven't been shopping for yourself in a while, we spent almost as much on ourselves as we did on gifts or other people. It's like, we would see something and be like, Oh my God, I, I want this. Yeah. And I like, I guess that happens. Like we're in a kind of a weird flex where we don't really know what to get each other because Mm -hmm. like, we're just not asking for stuff or I'm trying not to ask for things. And like the one thing I really want is a little bit too expensive for a Christmas gift right now. So like, I'm not saying it. What is it? What is it? Well, she's not going to listen anyways, but I would love yeah. a Steam Deck. Oh, I could give you a Steam Deck. Oh, you're just going to give me yours? Fully loaded, ready to go? No, I would give you some poop. Oh, my God. <laughs> On a deck. So, I, I, I will <laughs> I will raise, or I will see your story about driving on glossy roads and raise you with, I was driving on the QEW, so. Oh, yeah. Well, this um, wins anyways. I know what this is. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what it is, but we'll let our listeners decide. So I'm driving on the QEW towards Niagara Falls because we're going to Buffalo for the day to do some shopping for Christmas. And everything's kind of going well. We're driving, and out of the corner of my eye, I see something flying towards the car. And immediately, my reaction to this is stay calm, don't panic. If something hits you, embrace for impact and keep driving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you got to do. If something if something's about to cave in your windshield or whatever, you you can't react, especially because you're on a bridge over a lake. Mm-hmm. So like your options, actually, where I was, I was probably above the road that goes underneath. So it, it who knows? Um. Anyways, something flew off the back of a truck and blew through my my sunroof, literally obliterated my sunroof to the point like we pulled off the QEW. We call the insurance company, try and figure out, like, if we need to go to a reporting center and stuff. Meanwhile, like, we're driving. I was like, whoa, what was that noise, right? Blah, blah, blah. And my other half, like, just slowly pulls the sunshade back. And there's, like, little pebbles of glass falling into the car. So she's like, what the fuck? So that's why we pulled off. 
we get to the reporting center and the the reporting guy's like, is it less than two grams of damage? I was like, I don't know. You can tell me. <laughs> like the insurance yeah. <laughs> company said, said here, he looked at a picture. He didn't even go out to the car. He's like, that's fine. Here's a stamp, blah, blah, blah. If you get pulled over, tell them. I was like, okay. So I have to drive this thing back to Guelph. Um, Cause like we stopped at my parents to get my sister. Yeah. We were going down with them. My dad and I spent a bunch of time. Like we took a sheet of plywood, bolted it to the rails so like we fastened it to the rails and then used gorilla tape to like seal off the sunroof because we didn't want people breaking into the car. The insurance company was telling me six to eight weeks to get this thing repaired. This guy was like, Oh yeah, we'll get an adjuster or we'll put it in a, we'll put it in a dry safe space so it doesn't get broken into. And we'll give you a $22, uh, 22 day car rental. $22 I was like, discount. <laughs> I was I was like, does your math add up? You're telling me for like six to eight weeks and 22 days for a car rental? The hell am I supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Turns out any competent human being with a mechanic can call the mechanic and go, hey, can you get this done? Do you bill to this insurance company, blah, blah, blah. My vehicle was fixed already. And they billed it to insurance? Yeah, I had it in and out of the shop by Monday morning. And the, the accident happened on Wednesday. Nice. The insurance company was like, it's a thousand dollars, blah, blah, blah. It could be up to two. We'll give it to you for zero because you're such a good driver. $800 all in. Nice. It got, it got wiped, but like. Now the question is, do you, so, so the truck in front of you that this thing came, was it like a, like a pickup truck or like a transport truck? Don't even remember. I think you it was like, a, like a dumper. And the worst uh, part is I don't have a dash cam. I was so, going to say. But insurance won't cover debris on the highway. So here's the thing I learned, and this is for everybody as a little bit of a PSA. Your sunroof is not your windshield. Your sunroof counts as a body part. Your windshield counts as glass. It's what I learned. I did not agree with it at all. So they they have different... I guess it it makes sense, though, because uh, your, your... Driver's side windows and stuff like that aren't part of your windshield. No, it's not. Right? Like, like I, it's, it, it was it makes a horrible sense, experience but... with the insurance co- company. I'll tell you that. Like, uh, it usually they, is. They were better when I got rear ended, but they were like, oh, see, uh, a friend of mine told me a theory. They said your accident happened um, in the beginning of December. So, of course, an insurance adjuster and an insurance claim. Or is going to try and push it into January, so that claim goes into next year. Because a, your claim can't get completed, which means you're starting a new year with that claim. B, that's more money for the insurance company from these mechanics mm. and providers. I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of an interesting theory. And then I was like, you guys are the scum of the earth. However, but also, I like I work with insurance companies on a regular basis, and one thing I I've learned is that insurance companies don't want to pay. Like they'll do everything that they can to stall, because at the end of the day, they're a business, right? They yeah. they want to make money; they don't want to pay money. They uh, so, they did tell me that they had the right to an uh, independent appraiser. So my mechanic literally, like after they put in the new window, took the new window out, put the old window back in. They were like, "Hey, it's broken." Sent them another photo which matched <laughs> the photo I sent, and then put the window back in. That's so funny. I think. Um... If I don't know, maybe get into a new, uh, insurance company. That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm like, 
my my uh, my home insurance and stuff is up for renewal in January anyway, so might as well. So this is why it's also good to have a dash cam because dash cam uh, wouldn't cover a sunroof though. That's what they said. Uh, well, a, a dash cam could like you could report it, right? And uh, whoever was driving that truck or whatever, like they could follow up with them and they could actually get charged for having unsecured load on the highway and stuff like that. True. Hey, do you want to, do you want, it's all about screwing over the other guy. Yeah. (laughs) In my case, the little guy was the big guy with the truck. Um, Do you want to do some news and then talk a little bit about our new favorite game to play together? Yeah, I mean, it's not. There's not a whole lot of news to talk about this week. Nothing's really happened over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we haven't played the new walkabout map. Truthfully speaking, we probably won't until the end of the year. Meow Wolf, I think it's called. We're just not going to have time. But starting off with the biggest nuke of them all. See, see what I did there. It's called yep. a segue. Fallout, the live action show. Oh, that's coming what we're talking to about? Amazon. Well, that's why I went with Nuke. <laughs> um, coming to Amazon looks awesome. Yeah, we got a trailer not too long ago for um, the Fallout TV series. Yeah, this is the first time we've got to talk about news because we've been doing Christmas episodes. Yeah. Jeez. So Fallout is coming out in April of 2024. Um. It's weird because the trailer that we got was a a teaser trailer. Yes. But it's it's like two and a half minutes long. And it's done by the same guys who did Westworld, right? Uh, it, you've seen Westworld, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, but I hear it's really good, all that stuff. But, I mean, right off the bat, though, like, this trailer, I don't know. It feels like a Fallout thing. Like, the, like if you just their costumes, the set design, all that stuff. It feels honestly very much like uh what was it? Fallout Fallout 3. Yeah, it it has a Fallout 3 feeling for sure. Um it also does give me the um the vibes of like what to do if you made the Halo series better. But this looks like a good adapt or it could be a good adaptation like The Last of Us. Mm. I I'm I was impressed with some of the references early on in the trailer, like the rad roaches, the Yao guy, the dog presumably being like dog meat. It's different. And like the joke in the trailer too is like, and the studio behind the boys and free two day shipping. Well, I think they utilize that as like, well, yeah, you've seen the boys, right? Yeah. I've seen a bit of the first season. I'm not done it yet. Okay. So, the boys, that series, uh, when I first started watching it, um, it was kind of like, eh, meh, whatever. And then uh, she who shall not be named was interested in in watching it, so we we started over again. And uh, honestly, like it's one of our our top series of the last uh, few years, just because it's it is so extreme. So, and I think. I, I, well, every movie trailer does it, you know, like the executive producer of Jurassic Park and, you know, from the mind of Christopher Nolan and all that stuff, right? Like, it's all utilized to, to gain hype, but uh, I think I, I haven't seen free two-day shipping. Oh, wait, hold on. The pseudo behind the boys and free two-day sh- Is that just Amazon? 
Yeah, it's an Amazon joke. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm. Oh, I don't know David. that one, but uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! One of the things that actually actually that stood out was um, what was it? So they say from the director of the award winning series Westworld, and then uh, they Todd go Howard. on and the acclaimed video game creator Todd Howard. Now, a few people on Reddit were like uh, complaining about this, saying like, "Oh, they they." Todd Howard didn't even create uh, Fallout. You know, it was other people in the studio and and like the first few Fallouts and stuff like that. But it's like nowhere do they say that he is a creator of of Fallout. And is he specifically a game creator? Like, well, I, how much influence does he have in a lot of these like games that Bethesda comes out with? We don't really know, but he's the face of it. Right, he's he's the architect of Bethesda. Yeah, like he's the face of Bethesda, though. Right, so it's like they could say like, oh, from acclaimed video game creator, and just put like a random guy who actually maybe created the series, but no one knows who they are. Right, it doesn't really work that way. True. You had pointed out though, um, and I don't know. Actually, okay, before we get there, the. What's the big metal suits like the famous suit thing that they have? The Brotherhood of Steel leg armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah that like, looked really cool. Um, that looks like super well done. Um, honestly, and then, the set design looks incredible. Everything so, does. Yeah, I was thinking back to The Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. And how, just like in the video game, there was a lot of abandoned stuff, but like some places had hydro, this kind of thing, like because society was reestablishing itself right like in that in that camp like in last mm-hmm. of us in the show i love the fact that they're showing like houses here with like no windows and doors and like little spike things at their gates but they're also showing like the scaffolding um in the towns right and like the little raider setups and the neon signs mm-hmm. everything's fallout right I like I like it a lot. I'm I'm very excited. Like some of the pipe guns look cool. The old school computers. The fact that people are wearing Vault Tech. It's like if you've played this series and you like this series, this is like a smorgasbord of amazingness. And I'll be a little disappointed or a lot disappointed if it sucks. I truly will be. But that's for April to decide. Yeah. Now there's one thing that you did point out. Um and it's uh, now we don't know. Obviously, we don't know if this is in the one of the vaults that you know is is sealed or whatever. But uh, there's the one guy with the cyclops eye. Oh, Chris Parnell's and, overseer. Yeah. yeah, overseer. And it's, it's kind of like, okay, hold on. It's weird that there's like a mutated guy in one of these vaults because isn't it all just like humans? Yeah, all the view. All- like it could have been just something that they did for the trailer. Maybe they're taking like a creative liberty. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. The the bear or the yao guy is fucking terrifying. That's the great. Ya- and like the yao the, guy. Yeah, that's what they're the bears are called. Yao guys. What's a bear? Exactly, it's a yao guy. What's the yao guy? The guy with no nose? No. Um. Oh my god. So I I oh I the, get... that thing. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. with the hands. Or the fingers? No, it's like <laughs> gotta hit you some days. Um, the, it's like the bear-looking thing, but like I, I like they have they brought in some good actors. I think this is going to be 
a good run, or I hope so. I also like the details in the weapons, like the fact that they have pipe guns. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I know I don't I know you haven't played nearly as much Fallout 3 or 4 or even New Vegas as I have. They're good I played games. I played more Fallout 3, so I but that was a long time ago, right? So I I think based off of the trailer, uh more stuff is is taken from Fallout 3 and maybe even like Fallout 76. Yeah, a little a bit. Little there's bit. not a lot of like four in there that I can mm-hmm. tell because there's like no synths. There's nothing like yeah. that. So, but you know what? Like uh, with with the uh, success of what was the the other one? Uh, the Last of Us. Yeah, I think game studios or sorry, uh, uh, like movie studios and television studios have realized that in order to make a successful TV series based off of a video game. They need to have the people who created that game or worked or directed on that those games as part of the production. What? You mean like Halo didn't have? <laughs> who was uh who was the guy that did all of like those video game based uh movies? Uwe Ball or something like that? Who? Who like there was like all like these movies from uh, like, who is it? Like Sonic and Mario. Yui Bull. Yeah, Yui. I don't know how his name is pronounced. Anyways, get get to your point. He's German. What did he make? <laughs> He's German. He did. Hold on. He did the uh, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. Blood Rain 2, he made the movie Postal, Alone in the Dark 2, did the movie Far Cry, Rampage, so he made all of stuff. bad movies. And they were all like, yeah, like they're bad video game based movies. Uh, and it's just because a lot of them didn't even have any real uh, direction from any of the game studios. So yeah. we... We've we've finally get, gotten to a point, I think, where production studios have caught on. They realize that like they video game designers have a different mindset than like movie producers and TV show like storytellers, right? So they need to take the, the best of both worlds and put them together. And we got that in um The Last of Us. And so based off of this initial trailer, it looks like the production uh kind of not like not necessarily production quality but like the the uh i guess the quality is there they they have a standard that's set higher and i think if anything that comes out that is less than what the last of us has done it's just going to be considered garbage like trash like hey yeah, i'd agree unfortunately the benchmark is now so high you remember that show i think it was the resistance it failed the li- yes. live to action video game. Companion. Yeah, that's right. The only video game show that has been a hundred percent, and it's still like to me, the ultimate immersive television show when it came to this was the, from the minds of Rocket Jump video game high school. BGHS. But here's the thing, though, that was from people who were gamers and like in that 
industry, like interested in that kind of stuff, right? So in that culture, what's your point? My point is, is that we've had in like movies and video game or in TV shows based off that stuff. It's coming from people who aren't invested in that culture, like the gaming culture. Somebody was invested when they made the last of us. No, that's what I'm saying though. Right. It's like they, they done things differently now, right? Like they're getting the people who are involved in the actual games, uh, involved in the production of these shows. Yeah. Whereas rocket jump and video, whatever high school thing that was by a bunch of like young guys, like uh, younger people that grew up on video games. And that, well, that's why they wanted to create something like that. With all due respect, Freddie, Freddie Wong did rocket jump and it, I'm pretty sure v, VGHS was just a passion project. The only person who's really become like an actor outside of that was Johanna Brady, who has been in a lot of, like a lot of TV shows and she's kind of grown within mm-hmm. the industry. And the guy from Epic Meal Time was the principal, Harley Morstein. Um, when it comes to The Last of Us, you have Pedro Pascal as your 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 top billing actor. So it makes sense as to why that is the benchmark. I just I understand. Well, I'm not even I'm not even like considering uh, the actors, though, right? Like, like the production quality and the story that they you're, were trying to tell, and how right, they put that together. But you're looking right? at like a twenty-five thousand dollar budget to a twenty-five million dollar budget. VGHS wow. was made as like a joke. Like oh, <laughs> it know, was literally made by a bunch of people just having a good time, and they made four seasons out of it. Like it was great. Yeah, but the thing seasons, is, is it, it, and it also depends on like you can do a lot with smaller budgets. So yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna put this out. Uh this past weekend we went and saw um Godzilla minus one. And my God, that movie is so good. I've heard it's fantastic. Everyone who's talking about I don't it. I don't know if you if you would necessarily watch it because it's subtitled. And I don't know how if you enjoy or if you really care about watching subtitled movies. Like the whole movie's in Japanese, right? Because it takes place in Japan and all that stuff, but the budget for that. I remember the last time Godzilla attacked Los Angeles. So, uh, wasn't it like New York? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. What was it? Godzilla 2000? Was it 2000? And what year was that? 2000. Boy, when I try and make a joke and it just does not <laughs> land. Oh. What was the one that? Uh, anyways. Anyways, so uh, I know what you're t- I know what you're getting at and it was just not funny. Um <laughs> this movie though, the studio the budget was like 15 million dollars. And the special effects on this w- rivals that of some of these like Hollywood studios that spend you know 200 million dollars on a movie. Yeah. Uh it's just it, it just my point is that you know depending on the people and and their passion for a job and and the material you know you don't need a massive budget to to make a good or or having a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a, a good product i agree right but i think you should watch uh godzilla minus one it's i don't it's, i, I hope it like go ahead i don't quite understand the whole minus one Subtitle is like a prequel to Godzilla, but at the same time, it's not. I don't know, uh, but it's it's honestly so good. Well, I will take your word for it until I get to see it. Um, 
speaking of very large budgets, we finally got a look at the highly anticipated Grand Theft Auto 6. And Rockstar actually leaked the tri- or Rockstar had a leak a few weeks ago and we were going to cover it. And then we were like, you know what? No Christmas movies for all and for all a good night. Mm-hmm. But this leak not only cost somebody their job, like it was, it was a, f- a friend of the guy's son, a graphics designer who leaked the trailer and put it out there on the internet. And it's unfortunate because then rockstar was like, okay, we're just going to lean into the fact that it leaked. Let's just kill it. Whatever. Does this game not just get you excited for 2025? It's a high it's already going to be the most highly anticipated game handed the award next year. It's going to be it's it's crazy because they released this trailer and the game's not even coming out for another year. Um and I don't know like is this all we're going to get or are they going to are they going to kind of trickle feed us more content as as the time goes on, because like there's going to be hype for this game for a long time. 100%. There's been hype since the game was announced that they were making it. And it was just like a, a tweet. <laughs> right. Um, but was releasing the trailer in December of 2023 for a 2025 release. Is, was that a bad decision? Yes. I I think so. I would have released I, it in January or February. Well, you know what? I would have waited until you probably March or April because it's it's been released so early that yeah, the hype is real now, but um I fear that we're going to have this I don't know, either the hype train is just going to go off crazy. It's Vault 76 all over again. That's what my biggest fear is going to be. And yeah, and the expectations are going to be so high. And oh, if cough, the, Starfield cough. And if the game doesn't doesn't uh, meet the expectations that people that they've set in this trailer, um, you know, it's going to not bode well for Rockstar. Um, the graphics in this look phenomenal, but at the same time, is how much of this is like some pre-rendered stuff? How much of it is in-game footage? We don't know. That's right? also like, the truth. Um, because the quality from the different, sh- like some of the different shots in this, vary, like significantly. Right. So some of it does look like it's severely like pre-rendered, animated stuff with like a filter on it. Some of it looks like it's could be from a ga- in-game engine. Uh, it's hard to say, but if this is what the game does look like, my God, this is like going to be amazing. Yeah, I love. Um, there's a somebody took a screenshot of the beach, and it's become a meme where it's like, imagine you're sitting on your couch doing a hundred miles per hour, Dorito dust on your fingers, plowing everybody on the beach. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. I do like that they took a lot of like real life Florida videos that have gone viral and put them in the trailer. That was kind of cool too. There was, uh, I saw someone had posted uh, a trailer. <laughs> someone had remade uh, the GTA 6 trailer as if it was coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Um, <laughs> and it's got like, it's like PlayStation 1 era graphics. 
Yeah, it, it looks is, so bad. It's so funny that, uh, and the thing is, is like we would most likely, this is so far from not actually being the truth. Like we know that this game is going to eventually come out on the Nintendo system, right? <laughs> like whether it comes out as like a like one of their like streaming things or legitimately like ported to the switch or i guess hopefully by 2025 we have a the switch successor but have have you seen this video uh no but you can send it to me and i'll take a look at it i'll have to show it to you but it's it's so funny so um it's funny though because in the in the trailer there's a lot of like clips from news like uh it's like newscasts and stuff like that, right? That's what and I'm so, saying, like some of the viral ones. Yeah, so people are actually finding uh, where these are taken from. So there's a guy that is actually dressed up. Oh, or, this is so good. <laughs> I know. So there's a, a part in the trailer where there's a guy who is, uh, I guess, I don't know, he's got like the tattoos all over his face and stuff like that, and he's... Uh, what is it? Um, hold on. It's like a, a wanted thing or the corrections thing or whatever. And it's this guy that's got like tattoos all over his eyes and everything, blah, 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 whatever it may be. But there's actually a guy that has his mug shot and he's got like tattoos all over his face. He's supposed to be like the, a real life Joker. You know what? what yeah, like, yeah. Who is it? The, the Joker from. What was it? Uh, Harley Quinn or something like that. The, the Harley Quinn movie where we oh, had birds, like, of, uh, birds of prey. Bird, was it that one or the first one um, where he had like damage tattooed on his face? It's the, where the meme uh, we live in a society came from and all that stuff. So there's a guy that has tattoos like that. And I guess rockstar kind of parodied him for this, this game or in this trailer. And apparently this guy is suing rockstar for using his likeness but this guy's also in jail. <laughs> I mean, it's Lindsay Lohan all over again, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, she did win that lawsuit. I'm pretty sure because it's literally just a photo of her redone, but that's true. Um, all I'll say is I'm excited. I'm hyped. Let's, let's hope it's a good one. You know, I mean, it's going to sell like crazy regardless. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I'm sure you're going to get it at launch. Probably if I'm, if I have the time and stuff, yeah, I'm down. I'll probably get it at launch. The, will um, I, will the I crazy thing it? is, who knows, <laughs> David, we've been robbed. What do you mean? We've been robbed. We've been bamboozled. We've been robbed. We've been hosed and it's, it's not good, man. It's, it's actually sad really because we're not going to see a trailer released at E3 2024. We got to pour one out for the homies. <laughs> Would you say we've been robbed, though? Because, I mean, come on, man. E3 over the last few years hasn't been that great. It hasn't really existed. You know that feeling you get where you're like, you you regret that you don't get to do something and you want to go do something, but you regret it because you ne- you haven't been able to go? Yes. What they should have done is one last ride. The end of E3. The E3 to end all E3s. Because then I could have went, and you and you and I could have gone, and it would have been a lot of fun. We could have, but we can't, so we but, won't. But I now mean, there's we, uh, there's we other things. Yeah, there's other things. 
there's other things we can there's other things that we can do e3 was a slow on a slow decline for a while even before covid hit uh first death was the last of us too that was the last e3 that sony attended right and you know nintendo had pulled from e3 a few years prior no that was the last one they were at too wasn't it mario versus rabbits no, but that was Ubi- that's that's Ubisoft. But Nintendo themselves oh, truth, truth. have had had pulled from E3 a few years prior because they were just doing their uh, Nintendo Directs online uh, streams, and Nintendo proved that you don't need to spend a ton of money on these big conferences and these big shows to get uh, to show off trailers and and whatnot. Uh, and in fact. I think the popularity and the hype for a lot of these things increased because it allowed anyone with access to the internet and YouTube to watch these live, right? Whereas before it was open to the media only. Uh, eventually they opened it up to the public and you had to, but you still had to buy tickets, right? And then you'd see the announcements shortly after online, right? Yeah. It was just one one spot. Microsoft still did E3. Uh, all the way until last year. All the way to the end, right? Uh, but then Sony ended up pulling from E3 um, because, again, they were they were doing the Nintendo route. Um, no, Sony got laughed out of E3. Well, let's, they did, let's, right? Let's, but... let's not call a spade a spade. That Last of Us 2 presentation finished them off. That that's what that was. Remember, it was like this orchestra showed up. They had oh, yeah. this weird dancing thing with Ellie, and then there was like this weird pause, and then it moved it like they moved everything, and then it was just like here are all our trailers. But everybody was so like confused and tired as to like why this happened, and like every single idiot was like mad that they made Ellie gay and all this other stuff, and it was just it was an absolute disaster and a PR nightmare for Sony mm-hmm. after they did the whole winning E3 by just handing a game to another person. They went from like being the best yeah. E3 thing oh, ever to the worst. And like, I had no problem with that trailer. I think that presentation was far too long. Mm-hmm. Like you and I used to take time off work to do this. When I was working for the other website, you would book time off and it would be your job for four full days to watch these videos, then watch them again, then watch them a third time, write an article and fire it out. Mm-hmm. That was your whole job. And I remember looking around when we like, when did, when was that announcement? Do you remember? Cause I remember looking at the people that I was with, cause I was in a room writing with people. And we were just like, why did Sony just chew up a half hour of our lives <laughs> for one thing? Why couldn't you like, you could have made it a, like a special presentation. But I yeah. remember that was the E3 that Sony like, that was the last one that they really did. Because they, they felt like they did a really cool thing. The public did not find it good. It was a really weird and weak game announcement for a lot of people and and i think because like there was rumors around the last of us 2 for a while like we knew it was coming um but then the response or like the actual reveal ended up being this like weird this weird thing that like everyone's like what the hell is this 
and not ex- not what people would have expected from Naughty Dog and f- from Sony in regards to one of like their most popular franchises, right? Um, so it's always been E three was always like the 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 battlegrounds between the top game companies, Sony, Microsoft. Uh, Nintendo and at one point Sega, right? It was the only place to get gaming news, or at, at least like announcements for for new new games and stuff like that, new hardware. Twitter was also not very popular in 2016. No. Um, and with the advancements in social media and internet connectivity and the ability to just instantly like you could live stream something on YouTube and get it out to millions of people. Right. It's so much more cost effective for a company to do uh, an online stream for announcements. Not only do they have the time to pre-record all of this stuff, put it in front of uh, like a, what is it? What's it called? A, um, a group of people, a panel, an to, audience, to see how it, oh, like how a, the response is, like a focus group. Yeah, focus group. Uh, they can do that stuff so that when they actually do release it and they stream it out to millions of people, the the actual response is going to be, uh, hopefully, more positive than if they were to do some weird interpretive dance, right? As as a game announcement. Um, and then also on top of that is it's not impossible, but they can, if they want to, or if they need to remove this content off of official channels, like yeah, how many why times, wouldn't you? like how many times has something been leaked and it's been like pretty much scrubbed from the internet. More right? importantly, how many times has E3 been like you're it's almost one o'clock on presentation day, but you've seen seven of the trailers already. Yeah. Right. Um, and E3 ha- has becoming less and less like the main, uh, game. I don't know, conference because there's other, there's other game shows. Like there's the Tokyo game shows. There's San, like San Diego comic-con. How many game announcements and trailers do we get from that? Um, more, but in Marvel, so like Disney, like if you, there's a star Wars game, there's a Marvel game, stuff, stuff like that comes out of comic-con. Yeah. You're getting a lot of, again, like that's it's comic-con, but we're still getting video game content there. Right. It's spread out throughout the year across multiple venues. So it doesn't make sense for a company to withhold all of like their game announcements for one event at one time of the year because as a game company right you want to have that continuous hype for your games for your for the stuff that you're making i'd agree right so nintendo's been doing this they'll have nintendo directs every few months right whether it be some of the larger ones like twice a year or three times a year where they they talk about upcoming games for the next quarter or 
or whatnot, and they'll show new trailers and stuff like that, or they'll do specific ones for a specific franchise. So for a while there, uh, there was uh, a lot of Smash Bros. directs and Pokemon directs. There's still a lot of Pokemon directs. There still still are a lot of Pokemon directs, yeah. But it allows them to, you know, feed some of this information out at any time that they want and to regenerate hype for those uh, those IPs. So I think with before when it was like media only, YouTube wasn't like a big thing. Like, you you know, you really had to get you got all your gaming news from like game magazines or specific game websites when E3 was like the only big thing, right? That's was, those are the heydays of, of gaming though, right? Like that's where you had to get your information from there. But over the last few years, it's changed quite a bit that I think E3 is, is a dinosaur in uh, regards to where gaming media outlets have advanced and how things have changed. I agree. It's, yeah. At the end of the day, like you're right. I think now knowing that at four o'clock Eastern on the 17th, we can watch a, a Sony direct. Let's do it. Right. That's just the way the world is now. And I'm okay with it. Now, David, you and I got to play a new game together and it's not a new game per se, because we it's, it's actually also free on PlayStation right now. But yeah, it's we been out to, for a little while, but we got to play it in our metaverse, mine and David's little hangout space. Well, we're not recording the podcast for you guys, or we're not, or I'm not tricking him into playing Call of Duty. We're <laughs> in our VR and we're just having a good time in there. And uh, we started playing Power Wash Simulator together on a co op adventure that we're not quite sure if it's like it carries over yet. I don't think it does. But I will tell you, that was one of the most relaxing three-hour headset sessions I've ever had. <laughs> right? It, and it's funny. It's it's when you talk to people and you say, oh, I'm, you know, if we played Power Wash, they'd be like, like, seriously, like you're doing chores? It's Simpsons made fun of this before it even happened. I know, right? Yard work simulator. Um, you know, and for anyone who's actually ever used a Power Washer in real life, I mean, it is one of the most satisfying yard work chores you can do. <laughs> like, hands down. Aside I mean, from maybe cutting your lawn. The pro for me was you're not getting, like, soaked. Yes. The that con is, for me is you don't smell the gasoline. So it's kind of like... You... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I guess there are gas-powered uh, pressure washers, but... I don't know. That's not good for the environment. Uh, CO2, man. Carbon monoxide. Anyways, uh, that's CO. Uh, <laughs> so so we, uh, we, we bought and downloaded PowerWash Simulator VR, played around with it, and you know what? For our, our go-to game was usually Walkabout Mini Golf. Or Golf Plus. Right? Or Golf Plus, right? We're just where we can... You know, shoot the shit. We can play games together, and you know that's that's it. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, we still love walkabout mini golf, and and we play that still re- very regularly. But 
there was just something different with power wash simulators. Like you literally, for anyone who hasn't played it, you essentially, you pick a level, you go in there and everything's filthy and you have a power washer and you have to clean everything. Okay. Like that's pretty much it. But the fact that you can go in and there's no real direction, you can just start anywhere. But once you start, you want to keep going because it's so satisfying. It's also stressful as fuck. Why, why why would you say it's stressful? Like when we were cleaning that playground and you couldn't reach certain spots, it was a lot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's also adds to the challenge. Like we, the first thing that you do is you clean your, your van. The next one is like someone's backyard. Uh, and then we ended up doing like a motorcycle, which took us about 30 seconds. And then we picked the playground, which it was massive. And it took us what, like almost two hours? Uh, I think the playground was about an hour easily. Yeah, it's probably just over an hour, but um, it was one of those things that it took us so long to do, but we were just chatting. We were in different areas of the the uh, the map, <laughs> cleaning it, different stuff, and just hanging out. And not it once was, did we agree on the common goal, but we both knew. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, we need to explain this a little bit more. So this playground, there's the typical, like, the, the tree houses, there's the spinny wheel thing, there's all this stuff. But then at one corner, there was this uh, Triceratops slide. I think it was a Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, that's right, Stegosaurus slide. And, like Sean said, there was no communication, but regardless of where we were, I think there was a there was a mental connection that the stegosaurus slide was the last thing that we were going to clean. And we did like, we literally did the entire park up till we, we even checked like, cause you could go in the menus and can see like what needs to be done and how much stuff we checked all of that before we got to the stegosaurus yeah, slide so that there was absolutely, absolutely uh, everything was done. Now, was uh, your significant other home while you were playing that? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she she was like, can I play? <laughs> I was like, the battery's almost dead. But <laughs> next time. So uh, she who shall not be named was away that day. She was doing a, a training thing. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And came home <laughs> while I was in the living room playing this game. <laughs> and she's like she comes in and she's like what the hell are you doing like she's like i come in and you're wearing this vr thing and you're just like you know shaking like the controller up in the sky and all this stuff (laughs) because obviously she has no idea what we're playing right but i was like oh i'm just power washing stuff she's like are you serious like you're doing yard work (laughs) (laughs) you you can pressure wash the house right now yeah yeah yeah, I am doing yard work in game. So I, I streamed it on the TV. So like, cause you can cast it onto the TV so other people can see it. And, uh, you know, she laughed at us. She, but at the same time, she thought it was pretty cool. And how could you I not? Don't know. How could you not? The, the, the one thing though that, uh, was a little frustrating. And I think more games need to implement this where if you have a game that is co-op, if you complete a level or you unlock stuff, it should unlock for both people. Yeah, it was weird that you couldn't access like any of the cleaners I was buying, but you had access to every tool or tip I bought. Yeah, like I I couldn't buy or access any like different types of soaps or anything like that. Um but yeah, it was it was very strange. But the frustrating thing is like so we spent a, a good portion of just over an hour 
uh, cleaning that filthy park. And when I went to my game after we after we disconnected from uh, each other's game, I went and none of that stuff had unlocked. That's frustrating. So I had to do it all over again in in my own my own game. And it sounded like you got fifty percent of the earnings too. Yeah, it was, it was kind of strange because at the end of that one, I think you got like what seven hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, and I only got. I don't know, it's just over it's just over three. Um so it's weird. It's like I did just as much work as Sean did. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe in your game you're the business owner and I'm your employee, so it just makes sense that uh, I would make less money than you. Maybe. You were my employee. Yeah. That's what happened. We're telling yeah. everybody. Tell the world. But yeah, Power Wash Simulator, that uh was pretty darn pretty darn fun. Yeah, I, I had a real good time. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had, just cleaning and doing stuff. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I I think it's going to be a staple in our rotation. I think the last time that, uh, I think the one game that's kind of fallen out of a regular rotation, only because it's it's uh, not as relaxing. I would say. Uh, it would be Demio. Oh, it's stressful as fuck. It is, right? But at the same time, the game is so difficult that I feel like you really need to play it. If you want to have a chance of winning, you need to play with at least three people. That and I found, and I, I like you can maybe agree or disagree with me, but the only times we've actually enjoyed playing Demio is when we've started at like six or seven. Because if you start the game at nine o'clock, you're tired before the second act's even over. It's a long yeah. game. Yeah. It's and one of the only games you can play like plugged in. Well, yeah, you, well, you kind of have to, right? Like you have to play sitting down. But the problem with uh the, the one thing I find with uh with Demio when we're playing it is that because it's a board game, right? Like a dungeon crawler, you're constantly you're always looking down. Your neck hurts. And so by the end of it, like my neck is just killing. So maybe like the Meta Quest three uh might be a little bit more comfortable to play with that one, but just because the headset itself is a little bit lighter. But uh, I know that Demio, they've been releasing a lot, of, a lot of significant updates, so we should probably jump in there. Problem is with the Meta 2 is it updates as slow as an old Android. Yeah. So you got to like set it and forget it, but like you don't have a lot of storage because it's just yours is a, yours is double the storage as mine. And like, it's just so not optimized no matter how good people say it is, it's just not optimized to multitask when it comes to updating. Oh yeah. Even it, mine, it, like it's it the same hardware. Its just, yeah. Mine, like same hardware, just more storage. Um, and a lot of times, like when Sean and I are getting ready to play something or we'll, we'll have a plan to play something on, on VR, we pretty much have to turn on our headsets, make sure things are updated like hours before. And for whatever reason, the meta is like the one console that I have that you have to put the closer you put it to the modem, the better it updates. So like I will um, I've like your meta does learn parts of your house via the camera. Right. So like I know um, I have a USB-C charger on the other side of the living room beside the couch. So I can sit there and the halo comes up because it's like mapped out that room. So it yeah. knows in that spot there could be a halo because that's where I play Demio. Mm-hmm. But 
that's where I update my console because it's like 10 feet from the, the modem modem just cooks it and it goes for it. I don't know yeah. what it is with the, like the metas antennas. It's not great. No. And I could be like my, my network is set up. I have my modem and my router in my basement, right? Which is less than ideal, but I have a, uh, a mesh Wi-Fi system. So on my main floor is actually a repeater, which has the dedicated backhaul to the modem. So it's, <laughs> it's all like fairly fast, but, uh, even in my house, certain areas, like in my house isn't, isn't that big, you know, certain areas, like I get really bad connection to, uh, my Wi-Fi router for my, uh, MetaQuest 2. But I mean, when it works, it works great. It's, it's the experience that you're going for, right? Like, so, um. And yeah. the, the experience is had, just like this episode. It was an experience for your ears <laughs> and your minds. And we hope we hope we entertained you. But that's it for this one. So for myself. Wow, 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 very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to catch you on or we want to thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast.